Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Start the Beat podcast with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Yeah. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Michelle. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and I'm happy you all decided to come back. But if you're new to the show... Don't worry, because I'm glad you're here too. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Alright now, before we get into all this, last week I asked you guys if you thought I should put the show on iTunes or not. I said to just let me know what you thought. Nobody said anything. Not one person. So, there was, the last episode got listens, there were hits, so people heard it, and nobody said anything, so guess what? I'm not gonna do anything. It's not gonna go on iTunes, because apparently, this is working for everyone. If you disagree with that, feel free to let me know, but chances are, I'm not gonna do it. But you can try to convince me, because I don't know. Maybe I'm still wrong. Anyways, my friend Wyatt is on the show today. And uh, some of you might know Wyatt from Belima Burial. Some of you might know him from Dollface Divine. Some of you might know him from wrestling. And some of you might know him from all three of those things. (laughs) I've known Wyatt for almost a decade now. And we've never been like super tight, like, hang out all the time type of friends, but I think we've always had a mutual respect for each other's hustle, and I think that if we, you know, had went to the same school or lived close enough to each other growing up to, like, goth around the same mall on weekends, we probably would have been really, really tight because we actually have a lot of shit in common that stems from our young childhood teenage weirdness but you know we're gonna get into it so you'll get to hear us talking about all that I had the chance to sit down with Wyatt a few weeks ago and pick his brain a bit about you know being banned throughout high school and both the positive and negative effects it has had on him as the uh, realizations of adulthood came crashing down as they most likely have for All of us who are still trying to, you know, live the dream in one way or another. Uh, We also get into the whole wrestling thing, which, you know, you may or may not know about. It depends. But we get into it and how all of that developed, which I think is just super fucking gnarly. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that's enough information for, you know, what you're about to hear. So, it's time. Just uh, sit back, relax, and let's, let's, let's start the motherfucking beat!
great. So recording, you know. Ready to go. Music and stuff and shit and life and I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. It's been a while. It really has. And I mean, we obviously go back. I yeah. was actually for work. I deliver and stuff. I've been delivering at this pizza place uh, for like the last two years. And uh, I delivered to Boyd. And I, it was the first time I had been been in there since like, I don't know, 2004, 2005. Yeah, it's Boyd Community Center. And it was, you know, uh, we played that show. That was kind of the first time we ever crossed paths, I guess, was like around that time. Yeah. Playing I, those shows. Is it Prana Gallery? In yeah. The strip. Yeah. I yeah. still have the flyer for that show. There was definitely like a really, <laughs> there was like a really, uh, I'll always, you know, have a soft spot in my heart for like the, the industrial scene at that time, like the goth industrial scene sure, locally. Yeah. And like all the Ides dudes and uh, eight gauge syringe, that yeah. Scott guy, he was. Yeah. He still I don't works know. at Ides. Really? Yeah. Jim or Scott? Both of them still both work them? at Ides. Jim and I, or Jim and Scott, both still work there. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been down to Ides in a while. I love it down there. I love the basement. Look for figures and shit there. And I remember like the the Prana venue or something. We I don't know if this is a show we played with you guys, but Dolphins had the the fog machine thing, and we fucking got the. Uh, like the fire department called within like oh really yeah within like did you like bring your own fog machine oh hell yeah <laughs> we were yeah you remember like we, we weren't we weren't holding back we definitely brought it and i mean i don't know this is like us like 10th grade me like legit like 14 15 yeah so we uh we went all out and i remember the shows there were like good like i remember being happy with like that place was the real show cool. and like our set yeah but the fire department came out and <laughs> and then it just shut down and like that's that just seems to be like uh ongoing here over the years yeah and you've been around that long you know 2004 2005 so why did uh what happened with Dollface? because i know it was like it was done then you did it it came back you filmed a video on a roof yeah. and then it was gone again yeah for sure so well, what happened well Dollface was uh what it was was i started hanging out with duty a lot more ben and we went to a party and uh duck uh dollface bass player Bly bass player and adam the guitar player for Bly, they were playing in a band it, it was just like out of a movie it was just very like you know ninth grade halloween party and it's, it was there's very some band yeah playing, there's yeah. some band playing <laughs> uh you know like uh i believe in a thing called love cover you know oh yeah sure and like but they were they were good and at the time i had no musical ability whatsoever and I was just starting to hit my stride. I mean, eighth, ninth grade is when I started to really like listen to other stuff and, and find some like good legit stuff. What were you listening to before then? Oh, dude, I was listening to Cold Chamber and Slipknot. Dude, it's legit. Shirt. Yeah, Cold, Ch <laughs> I, Cold Chamber, the self-titled Cold Chamber CD to this day. <laughs> Big truck. Yeah, it's it's. You go back and listen, and there's like bands out right now that are trying to do that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> That CD is 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 awesome, and and that was actually the first band, the first CD like heavy ass CD I bought that like kind of like got me like because I always liked heavy stuff and like you remember like fourth, fifth, sixth grade that was at least for me that was you know Kazaa, uh -huh. file sharing was crazy so like I just remember having this like piece of crap like as heavy as I don't know like a small child <laughs> mp3 player and I just loaded it up with like everything like I had everything like Mortal Kombat soundtrack stuff you know like uh -huh. crazy stuff to like Tears for Fears and you know just How'd... like any new metal or like radio metal at the time or anything that's like what that. I was gonna I was gonna ask was like because like he threw Tears for Fears in there yeah like 
given all of your like influences, like how did Dollface Divine come Doll- into fruition? Because it wasn't heavy for anybody listening that doesn't know. No, no, no. I I mean I think that the orig- especially the like original boot, like the you know the when we were really young. I just wanted to be in the band, and we went to this party, and I saw these these kids who I was kind of friends with, kind of knew about, but we weren't yeah. tight yet, because I wasn't really tight with, with Adam yet, and I wasn't really tight with Duck, and they were playing in this band, and I was just like, you know, at the time, I was like, yeah, like, I want to be able to do that. Like, I want to be able to, to sing a song and, and play guitar and, and do a band and have shirts and play shows, and, like, I didn't know anything about what it took to get there. I just knew that that was, that was what I wanted to do. And around the same time is when I started to, when Kilhanna started doing this band Kilhanna. For those, <laughs> of those of you who don't know, I am a huge Kilhanna mark. They are probably I don't know. I mean, they're still my favorite band. Uh, they still have my favorite record of all time. But for those of you who don't know, Kilhanna was a band that started out of like their college years in the late '90s, and around 2001, 2002, 2003, they. Uh, we're doing a pretty insane DIY job out of Chicago, and I don't think they get enough credit for that in their early start. They were definitely, like, putting the work in on the streets and playing, you know, selling out the Metro by themselves and, and, and getting put over by people like Billy Corgan. Like, even at a young age, I knew that these guys had... It just visually, musically, it all... Lyrically, it all appealed to me, especially mm-hmm. at that time. And being a short, new metal kind of stumpy middle schooler when I got to high school I wanted to you know I wanted to evolve I wanted and it didn't mean be cool or whatever I just wanted to mainly music because I I felt really you know intrigued by the whole idea of starting my own band and I remember the first show I went to was Coal Chambers Metropole (laughs) and it was on a school night and my mom took me and it was awesome (laughs) and I remember like being like legit like not scared but just like excited like you can remember that feeling when you like went to like your first show or keep keep in mind this was like 2000 and you know things were a little bit different like the mall scene was still like the mall core scene so mm-hmm. it's like you go and there's like you know sketchy fat dudes with like no shirts on there's like hot <laughs> hot like goth chicks and you're just like whoa like you know kids are like smoking cigs and you know some kids getting arrested so it was just i i really wanted to uh to to just go to as many shows as possible and you know my dad had some guitars and stuff and like keyboard and stuff at the house and I would always go down and mess with it but I would get frustrated so quickly because I I knew I didn't know how to play and a friend uh during middle school had had bought a bass and he and he's the one who taught me how to read tabs and it was just like all like misfit songs it was just like stuff I was listening to at the time I remember like learning like MSI songs on bass <laughs> and like Cure the Cure song. I remember learning uh, a forest and just like all these misfit songs, you know. Was and, your like, dad? Did your dad do music? Yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad played in like a college band called Bradley, just like your probably typical like seventies, eighties like you know Dire Straits covers. Okay. But uh, my, my dad, I give my dad a lot of props for for everything I've done musically because he always had stuff playing and he had, he likes some like super dad stuff, but he he also knew. You know, he he knew the cure was good. He knew you know Dire Straits. That he has his stuff. You know, yeah. main, mainly Dire Straits. <laughs> Dad's but, real into Dire Straits. Yeah, he loves Mark Knopfler, <laughs> I, and that was kind of like the style he played. You know, like so he was always just kind of that, like in the background, just kind of like trying to just drink some 
some booze, some fine whiskey, and just kind of play with his friends. But I knew that we like I knew that I wanted to do a band in, in kind of in in the style of Kohana because I was very like uh, struck by them, you know. Like I was, I was like, and I felt like, and I still kind of feel like I felt like no one knows about this band, you know. Like this is something that I feel oh, yeah. like is like personal to me, like you know. And there wasn't the, the internet still wasn't as insane. It was about to get really insane, you know. Like MySpace was just picking up and stuff, and like the idea of you know going you know, wherever, whether it was like a church or a small venue or, you know, whatever it was, I, I knew that it was out there and I wanted to just get a group of dudes together and give us all something to kind of like, you know, put all of those desires into. Cause everyone was kind of feeling like that. Everyone was itching to, to get into this, you know, the scene, go to shows like, yeah, it was a really good time for it. Yeah, it really was. And being that age for that time and being just being young in general i feel like kids now it's like so much different you know and our our era may have not been the the, the most perfect or the most ideal but i and you know obviously anyone's gonna say that their time was like the best i think yeah but i really do believe that there's a lot of there there was a lot so much going on and it was just exciting and, and people cared and everyone really was looking to go out and go to shows and, and who's this and who's that and it, it did become a, a, a really strong scene so what eventually ended up like yeah stopping like dollface you're gonna have to cut me off a lot man because i ramble it's cool so bad <laughs> um okay so dollface okay so we did the high school thing i started doing balai also in high school uh we were doing them side by i was doing them side by side the entire time yeah i want to um, i want to get back to the balai thing but i'm just because I guess, actually, we, we can just, uh, we can stay chronological. Yeah. Because what will happen is, I knew you from Dollface. Right. And then I remember the day, like, we were sitting on, like, AIM or something, and you were like, oh, hey, like, we were fucking around, we did this stuff, check it out, and yeah. you sent me Belai, and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Just so, like, completely and to polar be a... opposite from and that Dollface, was... but it was cool because I liked the stuff like dollface kind of stuff but yeah. i also liked really intense metal so it like blew my mind that there was another person out there whose musical in- interests were so like like polar off, yeah polar yeah. yeah yeah and like that's the and like that's even like you know like i was probably the only other kid maybe the only kid at all who knew who skinny puppy and like yeah. when, when <laughs> control of the leap played you know yeah. and like it was weird just like because like i like i was really into like like my gothiness in middle school, like I'm really thankful for that because if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have gotten into like Nine Inch Nails and Skinny Puppy at, at a young age. And a lot of, you know, that I've definitely carried that with me for sure. You seem like a dude yeah. that is, well, I know that you're a dude that's into like a lot of different shit and you're very open-minded. Right. And my problem that I experienced playing in a few metal bands for a few years was the closed-mindedness of everybody that would be in those yeah, environments. Yeah, exactly. And it like, it really sucked. It's like... We weren't brutal enough and like yeah. a mere dumb asshole enough to get along with those kids. And we weren't hardcore enough for like the cool hardcore kids uh-huh. to kind of like put their wing over us so we were always just like i mean on like most of the tours we did we were just like we hated the bands not 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 all of them a lot of them cool as hell but like i remember playing these shows and you might be into a ton of stuff and listen to a bunch of cool stuff and have you know whatever all these varied interests but chances are if you're in you know peoria illinois playing in someone's backyard 
it's hard to make a connection, you know, yeah. in the majority of the places with into the majority of the crowds because it's it's dude, it's you know, it's it's it is a vicious world out there, you know, like you take any show you can. You take I mean at that age too, like you're just trying to fill up dates, you're trying to yeah. to make a tour happen. Hey, like this might not be like the safest area, but they're gonna <laughs> but there's yeah. a place we can stay and they they're cool on the guarantee and they're taking the date. And we didn't have those advantages where we had a huge label or or some like savvy I know everyone name dropping manager or something uh-huh. to like really like get us in with like the right people or anything you know like we kind of just have always operated the band just like day one like little things have changed but like it's still like we still throw everything in the back of the van we still have the same equipment we never like went out and got you know like we were it's yeah. it's very we've just kind of all like just stayed with like what works and what we like about the, about playing that and i know that everyone in the band has definitely felt burnout you know like you do you get burnout yeah and I, but i think that i think that's and luckily i've had all these other things and and my creative energy will uh go somewhere else if, if it needs to for a time do you, you know I, I think i'd be i go crazy if if, it, if my personality wasn't like that yeah do you think that or want to or miss like doing music that's not metal yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I, you you mentioned that you work on stuff by yourself, and I'm sure that yeah, whatever you're working on by yourself isn't metal. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I think what I've, I think I'm a fan, especially as I get older. I am a big fan of, for lack of a better word, I don't know, like the nostalgia, nostalgia yeah. of production and and records and music and and certain times. So I've always loved electronic music of all all kinds. I've always really liked you know, the darker 80s gothy synthy pop stuff. Yeah. I've always liked, you know, rap, whether it's like good indie, like, you know, Brooklyn rap or really obnoxious. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I like, I, I have to have that variation to keep me just like bouncing around. So things. what are you, are you working on anything? Now, uh, I, well, I started doing something just kind of to teach myself how to, to do it to see if I could do it that was like uh, an 80s sounding like soundtracky type thing okay like very, like instrumental yeah all instrumental I mean I, I would like to do vocals I would like to be able to find a, like a, a female to be able to sing <laughs> yeah just cause like I really I, I've it's so weird over the over the last few years I've had this obsession with the Madonna song Angel okay I don't know if you've heard that what album's but, it on uh, like a virgin okay and uh that record alone I mean uh get into the groove like yeah yeah there's just something about that production and just like the lushness of it and just like where like how awesome i don't know i I just really caters to me it makes me think of being i'm not i'm not familiar with the song angel i'll have to check it out i have like a virgin i really like her self-titled like a virgin and true blue all three of those albums are awesome and the production's insane even her 90s stuff was like that's like that like uh very like uh uh, uh, Ace of Base and stuff, you know, uh-huh. and like I've, I've kind of like I don't know, like I had like a like in Cranberries, like when I was in elementary school, I had like, you know, like a a very like Empire Records kind of taste, and yeah, was that like it was stuff like that you just gravitated towards naturally? Yeah, definitely. Okay, and you know, like I just I would just eavesdrop in like teachers or like the older kids at school and be like, oh, and, or like what what are you listening to, like Walkmans or whatever it was. And I would, yeah, I just, I was willing to give, I like, I wasn't ashamed, like, like I said, like, 
on that old MP3 player, I had so much random stuff. Uh-huh. Like, it'd be so funny to go back and, and look at it now. Yeah, I just, like, I've always, I wanted, like, the 80s thing I'm doing now, it's just, uh, it was to see if I could get authentic. I wanted to sound, you know, either out of a, a John Hughes movie or something that sounds like it was on Knight Rider uh-huh. or, you know, like, like uh, I love Kavinsky. I love, you know, uh, yeah. college, like, and, uh, like, all the Valerie dudes. Uh, even like even stuff like uh, I was really into uh, like one of the first electronic CDs. It was like homework, Daft Punk for me, and uh, like I was still like you know the industrial. That's you know I think it comes back to that. How did you come across that stuff? Uh, Skinny Puppy, I remember coming across because I this kid had told me about the Warlock video, the band. Okay. And I was like a big I was into horror movies and all that stuff and. And then uh, it kind of like the crow and James Obar, this James Obar who made the crow, who drew the crow, his, his interview, and he was talking about uh, Joy Division. And uh, my eighth grade English teacher was uh, really into the Smiths, and he was like, "You got it." Like he he knew I liked the Cure, but okay. he was he pushed the Smiths on me pretty hard. So and like Joy Division, and then like I would you know I would just sit on my computer or just you yeah. know like so all these just like middle school I was just grabbing on curiosities anime. yeah yeah dude for <laughs> real and like you know but it, it wasn't it was coming from a genuine a genuine place I, I yeah. really I, re- I feel like now like you know it's harder to make a connection with a band that's for life you know like that but like I really couldn't deny that like that was my my niche and I don't think I, I wear that stuff on my sleeve too much I think a lot of people try and to I don't know show that off or like wear it on their sleeve I mean, yeah, I may have, I may have. In the, you may in the have. Past. Well, that's the thing. I remember. Like, I think everyone does. Though. When when I was in like middle school, early high school, I yeah. was super goth. Yeah. And then I was hanging out with all like the goth mall rats. Right. You know, mall that goth was it, days. man. There but was no, there was no like YouTube. I, to, like... <laughs> I've talked about this before, but I'll tell you about it. Right. What happened was there was this guy that always hung out with us at the mall who was older. I mean, we we're like 15, 16, 17. This guy's like. 22 23 yeah which i mean that's not that old wait was what what mall was it monroeville okay monroeville so i was a ross park guy i was monroeville okay and this... respect respect <laughs> and this guy would always hang out with us and that one day i had this epiphany like who is this old guy why is he hanging out with us yeah and why is he still dressed like us yeah i was like i do not want to still dress like this yeah. when i'm that old right right and it was like holy shit i'm gonna have to stop dressing like this one day so you kind of accepted you even at that age you knew that like you were young and you had a lot of time to like yeah. figure yourself out but like i'm young like this is kind of what yeah. i'm supposed to be doing yeah that guy was like the the wake-up call right and it's still funny though because there are people who are our age and older yeah who are still living it and i yeah. mean I guess that's cool. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a little bit like... They might just be a little too comfortable. With, yeah. Like, they probably don't have enough stress or anything, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm too stressed stress. to just go hang out at the mall now, man. Like, I got too much shit to worry about. So I'm just like... But yeah, like... Yeah, I mean... And like, it's just not... Like, kids don't do that anymore. Like, that's just, it's just not like... It, you know, not to no, sound I, like the old guy, but like... It, it's just well, a different I time. That, I think that, like, honestly, like... I mean, at that time, like... We weren't really... We might have been running around with phones on us, but right. we didn't have phones that do everything yeah. we do now. Everybody's just so contained with the internet. The phone was like strictly for when mom yeah. came and picked you up. Like, yeah, yo, it, like I'm outside of JC yeah, Penny. Like, you, you don't come need get me. like. It's like if you wanted to interact with other kids your you age, had to go that's, and get that's it. what you had to do. Yeah. Now it's you could just go onto Facebook. Yeah. And that's it. It's gone. There's no reason to go. Yeah. Hang out. And I think that's another reason why 
it's going to be even harder for us to find places like those venues right where kids hang out every week because it's one and the same a mall you know what a mall was to us when we were younger yeah is what the venue should be to the kids that age now and the reason why i think that we were going to the malls is because we didn't have those venues right and i think we were both living or i mean i I grew up in the suburbs yeah so and and i was just like you know like I, i was just really really like i feel like when i was younger and i there's a lot of me that is is still this way now I was just so open. I was just so ready to like explore and take yeah. anything in. And if if you were like an alternative kid yeah. who wasn't like really doing any sports or right. like after school kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like you want to find people that like you relate to whether you want to be like goth and yeah. not admit that. Because at first, at first you'd like you'd show up and you'd see like the cool like the crew, the cool guys. Yeah, and then like you're just like making laps. Like do they like they see me? Yeah, like oh, like, my ch- I need like three chain wallets now. You know, like and then you know it was just like I there was some some of those kids that like just set the bar way too high. Like I would never go. I would never be able to like have like a, a crazy like shaved braid green thing you know yeah, with like yeah. black lipstick yeah like there was a, yeah yeah we, some girl fat girl has them on a leash <laughs> yeah we had a there was this dude that all the girls thought was super super hot that wore like yeah. dresses and stuff yeah yeah it was and like, it was just like how am i gonna how am i gonna compete with that <laughs> yeah yeah it's like he definitely didn't have like the uh parental supervision at home that was oh, like yeah. that, that cared and here i am like kind of the suburbs like just are you gay? Like, are you sure you're not gay? I was like, yes, I'm not gay. I just really like Kill Hannah. Leave yeah, exactly. Dude, that was, that was the story of my life. No, no. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, for real. And uh, yeah, I just feel like, yeah, that was, um, I don't know. That was just like a, a unique, very unique niche time for us. I think we were lucky to have it for sure. It, uh, it's not there as much. No, I mean, maybe. But the thing is, like, what that meant to us like whatever kids have nowadays it might mean exactly the and same we would thing have no them. idea and then whenever they're our age kids right. that are that age are probably gonna be do something completely different and right. it's always gonna rotate oh yeah so it's never gonna be the same you know we sound like those dudes are like, yeah. oh, so much different back then yeah but i mean it probably wasn't i don't know but i mean we're reaching that point where you can kind of look at look back a little bit and not feel like you know people are like oh you're young you're still so young it's like yeah i'm young but like i've done a lot of shit yeah, like Straight that up. was ten years ago. Yeah, Fuck, and I man. think that that is like, an, like I'm, I'm so thankful that I did get into that stuff at such an early age. You know, like I can't imagine just trying to sit down and trying to play guitar now, learn how to play oh, guitar yeah. now. I mean, it's it's like a language. The yeah. early, the younger yeah, exactly. you start, the easier it is. So. Yeah, and like I don't, th- and like I was lucky, like in high school, like I was just so focused that like you know I I I wish I still had some a lot more of that in me. It's not all gone. But real life catches up. Life changes, you know. Oh, yeah. You put I on mean, the big boy pants a little bit. Yeah, if if you decide to take life seriously as right. you get older, or if it kicks you in the ass or deals you a wrong set of cards, multiple things can happen. You can either, like, ride with it and, you know, grow up a bit, but it's yeah. going to affect... I mean, it really Everything. affects being in a band. Yeah, definitely. Um, or you could just say, fuck it, and then you end up being, like... The rest of your that life weirdo sucks. that you know still lives at home. Oh, or yeah, that weirdo that. And that's where I was at, you know, like a year and a half ago. That's exactly where I was at, and I was like, listen, like, I don't have no one's pressuring me. I could, I could stay. I could have lived at home. My dad, 
nicest guy ever. He's not going to kick me out ever, you know? Yeah. And he, and, and he, uh, he, me and him live, had, you know, lived completely different lives. And, uh, he worked his, his ass off and, and I have nothing. And he, he's always just been cool with letting me do my thing. When I've, when I definitely know that, like, it's caused him a lot of grief, you know? Like, (laughs) sincerely, you know? You know what I mean? Like, not grief. Like, I know he's proud, but but like, like, and like you didn't like go to college no. or anything. And like so that's that, like a big deal. Is that what we're kinda of talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was just super cool. And like even with like what I'm doing now, he's he's like nothing but supportive. But I was at that at that crossroads where I needed to move out. I needed to get my life moving in uh just in any direction again. I felt like I had reached a wall personally, creatively, musically. I felt like I was just is this like burning after the candle like, at both ends? After the label thing with the line after the and label thing, after the two years it took to put our record out, yeah, and the two years of touring, and it just feeling like, yeah, did it feel like it like, was like all for nothing? No, it, not it at wasn't all. That in, no, it wasn't that intense. No, okay, not at all. Because I mean, I mean, I, I, I always had. I just knew that like we needed everyone in the band was burnt out in terms of just real life was starting to beckon us all a little bit yeah so you just kind of like take a step from it and breathe go do your own reset so yeah when you do something for that long you man we've we we should have taken many more resets yeah and definitely it's always we were always just go 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 and whatever you have going on at home or whatever you have to do or whatever money like you have to make it happen and age catches up with that and reality kind of catches up and things change year to year so yeah i mean it, it definitely wasn't for for nothing but i definitely felt like you know there needed to be something you know there needed to be a goal to work towards that we had reached kind of a uh like a standstill and we had done pretty much everything you can do in terms of just you know doing, diy diy band, grinding you know, it. yeah it's you know you promote you're playing shows all over the place you have an album out yeah you're you know, trying to get that over somebody's yeah. like yeah i'm gonna do this and then they're like nope and then yep. you're just like oh what the fuck and you you don't have a job because all you've been doing is the band and people need to get paid and you're living at home and like you know it and just goes it just ad- goes with the age man. yeah and you it really want, does you didn't want to take advantage of that situation that you had like right. you, you could be living exactly. at home but exactly there's like this uh fire inside you right to like i need to, to prove like... to myself and and to also just prove to everyone especially you know mainly for my parents too it's like i don't need anyone taking care of me like it's ridiculous so i mean it was just it was just and i was just once i once i had put myself into that mindset and knew that Belai was going to be okay and that we could reset and start working on new stuff and on a clean slate kind of which is kind of where we've been at now yes yeah. um it's been obviously a very slow process, but we are working on this new EP, which I'm insanely stoked about. And we've been working on it since about the time that things like slowed down, just very slowly and, you know, sprinkling in as much time as we can. And it's still the same. It's the same, same four, four guys. Brett has an amazing studio, but that like, that's the thing too, is like everyone came home from like a tour that we did. That was kind of like, we all kind of knew on the way home, like, all right, we need to like chill for a little bit. And everyone, like I said, life, real life was kind of calling out to everyone in different ways, in different areas, you know. And for me, it was moving out and getting away from what used to be 
an awesome like fail safe was turning into like kind of like a prison like a trap like that mm -hmm. i needed to push my life and i knew it wasn't hard you know i and i knew that i i'm not the kind of like i can be stubborn about certain things but it was something that i wanted to it's something that i just kind of sat down and laid out and just was like wow like this isn't like and and yeah, i love I mean, my dad but he's always made everything and everything out to be harder than it seems a okay. trillion times harder so i've been raised that like you know moving out is to think that like moving out <laughs> is something that like you need all these papers and you need all these all this money oh and, yeah like, unrealistic you know and i just it, it, it kind of all just happened really fast it wasn't like i was thinking about moving out for a long time it was kind of a quick realization and uh within a couple months i i moved out i'm definitely at a place right now where i feel like whether it's belie or dollface whatever we do i really take my my uh my free time like you know i it's precious to me now yeah so creatively i you know it sucks when you're at work and you and that's when you feel like the surge of creativity and you can't do anything about it because you're delivering pizzas or you're driving around or you're washing dishes or you're whatever you're doing yeah whatever i'm doing i'll have this rush of create creativity whether it's like about like a song or like something like you know like this 80s thing messing around with like a sound for that or a belay idea or just anything it could be anything yeah and um or drawing like just wanting to draw and like you're like thinking of like cool cool stuff characters and, and other worlds your head's you know so, your brain's pumping some of the like best stuff that i've done has like derived from like these work days where yeah. it's like i'm stuck at work for like eight nine ten hours yeah it's, like, all i want to do is go home and do this right and i finally get home and it's just like it's just like a release it's like yeah. i've had blue balls all yeah. day and i just yeah and it's just like ah, everywhere yeah. see and, and that's the best but it also sucks when you get home and then you're just exhausted from you know and you can't True. and you can't and you're pissed because you want to do it but you're you're like i want to be i want to be feeling like my moods and you know you, you hit that age and like i feel like your mood like i think i'm a, a lot more unpredictable mood like with my moods these days like i'm very like high low a lot now uh -huh. and like I've, it's been it's been that way for a little bit rightfully so with like the pre with a lot of things that have happened um i think i've handled it i handle it pretty well but like i said like you know some some kind of mood swings in and curbs your creativity and you're aware of it it's like you replace one really easy thing with two really hard, hard things. things yeah yeah because it's like now it's you have your own place which means you have bills which means you need to work to cover those bills yeah which means if you're taking time off work to do something like go you on don't like have a, a week place long, to go home to yeah. yeah you know to do like a week or two week long run or something it's like well I might be able to get out of work for those two weeks. I could have a cool job, but right. if I'm not making enough money or if I don't have enough money set aside, right. I'm going to put myself in the hole. Right. And it's like, is it worth it? No. Is it and worth like when you're younger, it was a lot easier to be like, okay, well if we're playing a week's worth of shows and only two of them are going to be good, right. we'll have shows every day, but eh, whatever. Right. You and know, that's, we're getting the name out there. Yeah. It's not, it's as you get older, it makes it harder to do that. To, I mean, you could still do it, but it's harder to justify it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying like when you're younger, you, when you, when you go out, you're like, even if this sucks, I don't have to worry about the bills. I don't have a place, you know, yeah. I'm living at home. Like I go back to school during the week with whatever, like, or yeah, I'm yeah. skipping school and it's not skipping work. I totally understand. And then as you get older, you weigh it out a little bit more. Yeah. There's a lot more. Totally, man. Totally. Like, even for some people now, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have a job where I work like 
till like five or six o'clock and I'm off on weekends. Right. So I, if okay. I have like a local show, I don't have to call off work. Right. Right. But then, you know, you have other people that are like, oh man, I'm going to have to like call off work right. and do this. It's like, oh shit. It's like, how are we ever going to make anything like, how are we ever going to go out for like even a weekend run if right. you're stressing about, you know, this four hour shift or something? And you were all at one point but like at the ride same, or die. Yeah. Like, at the same time though, you can't really get mad at them for that because if that's the only way that they could be making money to support themselves it's like well obviously having a roof over your head's more important than playing a fucking show yeah it's some hole in the wall for in lawrenceville of, yeah yeah for maybe some money maybe yeah. gas money it's like, i get it but it sucks yeah it does suck and like that i mean we we're, that's why this record's taken so long is this because simply because of a, no one schedule works out you know or like yo this came up this came up and I believe some of it, everyone can kind of, like, fuck around a little bit. But, like, I am always down to make time for the band. Yeah. It's just everyone being able to make time at the same time. Yeah. And, like, that is what's tough. And, like you said, like, not being able to go away for huge amounts of time and lose your ass. You know, like, it, it used to be kind of worth it, and now it's, like, no way. Like, it's yeah. not even doable. Yeah. I don't know. I think that my schedule though is actually pretty. I still do a lot, but I have like a really good, a really good grasp on how to puppeteer all of it and right. make it work out now. Whereas there was like a, a while where things were just really, really all over the place, and I was bad at scheduling stuff. And I always felt like I was letting somebody down. Yeah, because yeah. I would always cancel like, plans. Oh, yeah. dude, that's my that's like a huge problem now because with working and with what you know everything you know you tell someone like two days like 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 dude you know i'm surprised i showed up here today you know like <laughs> yeah. like i, I but, but like i've recently really tried to fix that because i do i'm a huge pushover it's really hard for me to say no to someone if they ask me to hang and i get real anxious and stressed because not only do you know i want to have time to hang out with everyone but i need some time for myself i need some time to just relax to clean up to like take care of like my car and laundry. bills and laundry <laughs> yeah. and it's like you know it, it's it's it is really hard to make time for everyone and i definitely have you know we have that in common i've i have a big problem with you know burning the candle at both ends and trying to fit unrealistic amount of stuff into one day and then someone's gonna get burned and i do feel bad yeah but then i always make it up i'm like yo like i got busy you know whatever but here's a day that i can show and then i usually i think i usually come through on that second time so <laughs> but i mean it's hard yeah it is definitely hard you keep on bringing up like you know the lack of free time and stuff and i keep on yeah. trying to find like a good way to segue this in it's not happening but so i'm just gonna throw it in there <laughs> all right wrestling Yes. What the fuck? The first yeah. time I heard about that, I was like, what? I'm sure that was... No way. I, I think that that was everyone's that was, response. That was era. more of like a, a surprise to me than like... It just reminded me of like the first time you sent me the Belay demos. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thrown like, whoa, this came out of nowhere. Then I throw the wrenches, man, yeah. all day. I'm just throwing all wrenches. All right, so like, I feel like it's really funny because we, we've been into this for a while. I was going to say, man. There's, I, not, there's not really any time limit, and okay. I can I can edit it down. Please do, because there's <laughs> way too much me rambling on it. Um, But yeah, I definitely wanted to get into the wrestling thing, too. That's like the whole other half of why I wanted to talk to you. Um. So now we kind of have to take this back or okay. I could try to make this like shorten it as quick as I can. Okay. How did you get into this? Did you like, were, did you have an interest in wrestling when you were growing up? Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, okay. Always. Okay. So when you were 
like from a kid, you all were always into wrestling. Yes. And then, you know, things. When did you high decide? School, high school. Uh, still, still followed it. Still like paid attention. You but knew, like yeah. that was like music, going to shows, being in a band. Yeah, the stuff was distracting. So yeah. When did you decide that this was something you were gonna try? Was this maybe after think like, like the thing um, with the label happened? And you were yeah, like, yeah, actually, I need to surely. find something to like get myself out of music and do something. And then I don't think it was I because I was even at the time, you know, things have kind of just shaken out and calmed down the way they have. And that kind of just sums up, you know, to close out the last, you know, the first half of this is just in terms of music, I'm open to anything. I'm always going to be doing something musically. And, you know, Bly, like I said. I, I know we're gonna put this record out no matter how long it takes. Where it goes from there, who knows? Who but, cares? And who and who cares? Yeah. You know, as long as as long as everyone else is cool to do it whenever we can, I'm cool. And as long as there's always other people out there who are just down to jam or start something, I'm always open to that too. And in terms of like, you know, where we were at at the time with the label and everything, uh, I had made an awesome friend with another kid who I always just saw from going to shows and stuff. His name is Tyler and uh, he's become one of my best friends. Uh, super solid dude, but he is the one who kind of rekindled my wrestling okay, flame. So, so he was like just into wrestling? Yes. Okay. Just yes. Like and shows though, but like he had that balance where like, you know, he was like a dude who knew like the scene, but he like really legit okay. knew wrestling. I felt like there was no one else out there like me who like was like you know kind of like counterbalanced that had their like kind of like f hands and all these cool other pots that were legit and they knew their stuff mm -hmm. and with wrestling like I definitely each wrestling fan has their own you know like kind of like inner nerd that and, uh, and... well that's about anything that's like yeah. whenever I found out because uh, I have a live band that plays behind Sykes now right, right. and when I found out that my drummer plays Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I was like, no out. shit, I don't know anybody else that plays. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. we played a couple times, and I couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to, mainly because I had sold all of my cards, and like, yeah. they're all really expensive now yeah. to buy it again, and I just don't want to make the investment. But it was... Uh, a niche thing. That niche, nerdy, niche stuff. That you've held on to from when you were younger. Yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously, we both have pretty much dragged everything from our childhood yeah. both of us and i think that's something that we've always had in common too is like we like know like our like like whether it's like mortal Kombat or street fighter or anything you know like horror movies everything like we've always just been like tapped in and like we've done our research we've done our time and each oh level. yeah i feel like i feel like i'm just a more evolved version of who i was when i was like 12 exactly. and 13 like I, nothing's really changed right for better or worse oh dude i would say i would say better man you yeah. know i think i think it's uh i mean that's what i mean i can't like those things i cannot deny i couldn't shed you know my mortal Kombat knowledge from you know middle school i couldn't shed that if i wanted to or uh -huh. like my interest in that stuff and those characters and just all the time spent you know just like lost in that world or this world did you play any other video games when you were growing up or uh was it, was it just kind of like all the wrestling games okay Rest the, and that's kind of like where i'm saying like uh, yeah. the only game i even play now is which i is like completely consumed me for like the last last uh year or so is uh street fighter 4 okay with the fight stick yeah. So like the fight stick mixed with the game, 
as like that's like all you have I that do like now. arcade experience. Yeah, 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 with the buttons. Um, so when I want to kind of like, was there like this light bulb moment when you were like, I could wrestle? Um, or did you like, is it like a slow evolution? You started like thinking about no, the possibilities I, of it. I and and especially like I said, my friend Tyler, uh, my friend Ty, me and him started hanging out, and he was kind of the ones that like he kind of like caught me up on like everything I had been missing. And, like, I caught on quick, and I was, like, I, like, didn't know if, like, at that point in my life, like, if I could really, really, like, be so, de- like, watch it every week again. Because I hadn't. I'd still followed it, but I hadn't been, like, I had, it, that had been missing from my life. Well, I mean, it's a commitment to, I mean, they yeah. have, like, what, two yeah, or three shows exactly. a week? It really is. It's yeah. like having a job. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, we started hanging out, and through... Uh, through wrestling, we, we formed, like, an awesome bond. And through making this friendship with this guy who is like the know-it-all of wrestling. I, I, I was starting to enjoy it so much more because I was watching it for like, you, you, when you're younger, you watch it for the reason you should watch it when you're, you know, the eight, spectacle. nine, ten. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I watch it for like technical, you know, you want to see like, it's like skateboarding. Like you want to see like, like sick tricks. You want to like, see good, like a good it's match. It's like anything. It's like, I listen to music differently now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I watch movies differently. Right. I understand right. how things are made. Right. And there's a cool and not so cool thing about that. Right. Because it, I feel like a lot of the magic is taken away. Right. Right. Definitely. But I also like being able to understand how the things work and enjoy it from that perspective exactly but i also still miss like being able to like suspend your disbelief to the to the ultimate yeah Yeah. and just like really get lost in something on a level that is it's kind of unexplainable right to like uh, you know what i mean there's no way to explain it but i think i think that i was i did lose myself in that and i think that that's why i was so like captivated it it really saved me i was like i was going through like a, a pretty I don't want to, I don't want to sound, you know, morose or morbid and be like, I was in such a bad place. But, you know, I was, I was definitely like, it was something that like I needed. I, I put, it gave I, you like focus. Yeah. It gave me, and it gave me comfort. It was comforting to like, I felt at home with oh. it. I was like, I, I like, are I, we talking about like watching wrestling yeah, or is this like you getting again. into it? Like oh, both. I'm real curious oh, into about the that. business. Yeah. Like training and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, like how, like, well, that's what happened. I start. We started going to the arena, and we started going to indie shows, and started going to IWC. Just as like fans. Just as fans, and like, like it was just watch wrestling. Like everything was wrestling again, out of nowhere, and it was just like wrestling, 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 wrestling. And because I had this new friend who was like super into it and like knew what was up, I was just like, like once again, like sponge mode, just like absorbing it. And um, he was actually the one that asked me if I wanted to try out. And for IWC, because we had started going to IWC, which is like so for those would, of you who don't know, the Fed. Had, were you even like thinking of here. it at that time, or was he just like you should do this? Or well, he was like we're gonna try out together. Okay. And like I don't think it was like I think it was just like we both expect just to just to try like kind of like you know or like just walking into it blindly pretty much like I wasn't expecting anything, you know like I I I wasn't I hadn't it wasn't until. I started training that like I think I really wanted to do it like when I did the tryout I was kind of just like I wanted to do it trust me like from that whole year of getting back into wrestling was whole no it was about like three two or two and a half three years of like going to shows and and watching and and reconnecting with it and piecing my childhood back to where kind of like I was at now you know is is one of the best things is like the sickest thing about wrestling when did you start training 
Uh, let's see. April 2012. Okay. Yes. So it's been two years now. Yes. About. One year, like that whole year I trained and then, then a July year. will be a year. Okay. Officially in the biz. Okay. Um, is, so. But two years, you know, I was doing, like, that's when I was going to school and, and, you know, paying, as they like to say, you know. Paying still your dues. Pa- still paying hella dues. But those were like, you know, like, like when I look back at it, uh, look back on it, it did go by really did it, fast. Do you think that like that, all of that really helped you get your focus and get you where you're at, like mentally now yes. in some ways? And I, and I feel I, like it's still like a lot of like discipline. Cause you probably have to right. like, I mean, I guess you don't have to worry about how you eat, but I don't think you want to be one of those like sloppy no. wrestlers. No. And I mean, like, I don't like, I'm not like I've always been tall, you know, I'm not super skinny. I'm not like a bigger guy. So I'm like in this like weird, in between where like you know i but like that was important and like it still is important to now you know you you can blame it on you know work whatever you know it is harder to to find time and like like we said i was the mall goth kid i never thought that i had any <laughs> athletic and i still don't really like yeah you know i don't give myself everyone t- says i don't give myself enough credit and it's just because i'm i'm always just i'm not i'm i always just want to be honest with people no, dude, about I, how i feel about myself and, i didn't uh i mean i had no idea what to expect like i went last week yeah, and saw yes. you and I was, I really didn't know what to expect, but I've been to a few indie wrestling things before. Yeah. I grew up watching it too. Yeah. And, uh, I know like, like, like a, a real, like you said, fresh set of ears, fresh set of eyes. Yeah. And I mean, like you could tell obviously that like you're newer, right? Right. But it wasn't bad. Like there right. wasn't like any moments where I was just like, this just is like, it wasn't boring to watch where you felt like this isn't going to work for him. Like, why yeah. is he wasting his time kind of thing? Yeah. Like, that's not kind of not that. It was for. just like every match that night in particular had a moment where it's like, okay, this is boring. Maybe right, right. move this along. Right. But it was just like when it was on, it was a lot of fun. You yeah. Know? And you were, when people were, kicked, yeah. and it was, it was like, <laughs> it, was it was great. Just, it's just like, uh, cause like those dudes you were wrestling yeah. against, they're like, twice your size those and guys like are twice like, my age yeah they're like huge and yeah like, those you know, guys real have been intimidating i could tell they're probably like awesome guys and just like it's their character yeah but um i mean they've also been at it for so long they're yeah. they're what we like to call the veterans so i mean <laughs> they're so much respect for them for still doing it mm-hmm. and you know i'd rather have someone beat the hell out of me in the ring and have it look good and be able to have something to, to work with. Well, that's the thing. You have to learn how to take the falls just as much as you have to learn how to... Because I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. Yeah. And, like, I think that was another thing is I think, like, when I, when I started training, like, everyone, all these trainers and all these, like, wrestler guys were, like... Because I was friends with uh, Facade um, before that. And uh, we had gone up to Philly one time. And, like, I was pretty much just marking out for everyone, you know? Like, just trying to get in and, and figure out... Kind of, like, just... You know, like, oh, like, the idea of becoming a wrestler and going to school was, like, the more that I was around it and the more that I was kind of, like, enticed by it, the more it kind of, like, piqued my curiosity. But I still, in the back of my head, thought that, like, I could give it a legit try, but I don't think I could be successful at it, you know? And, like, that's that's just a big self-confidence type thing, and it's just kind of, like, you know, I don't know. uh, I think I'm always just very realistic. Like I said, like, I had done the band thing. Yeah, you I had, had this. I had slept in, you know, we've slept in cars. We've slept, we've we've lost yeah. money. We've we've played shows to no one. It's the exact same thing with independence. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, I was like, being there, uh, 
it reminded me a lot of like being at a local show. Yeah, totally. It's like you know you, you got have merch. A bunch of the, yeah, there's merch. Yeah, there's like you know a, a room that's just a little bit too big that's right. like half full. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, and you know these people that you know want to be something bigger than what they are. You know, right. like the they want to be you know like WWE superstars, right. and it's just the same as like this band full of. Or you know, douchey kids that yeah. want to be Avenged Sevenfold. Right, but right. It's it's the same, right. In some ways, but they're still putting in this like the same work. It's like right. you know, you're still training and learning this stuff. These bands are still writing these songs right. and playing, but it's like. And I mean, I could if I could just else. go straight to, you know, I if if maybe if I if I you know this is a I also started it, uh, you know, when I started I kind of just was like all right like. I know exactly what to expect. Like I and, and and what's been good about it is that I've pretty much I mean, I definitely didn't think that things would be as busy and that I would be getting better as as quickly as I How I, often I do believe you train? I am. Uh we go down like every week. Okay. Usually like, you know, we we take so, like here's the it's like when you start playing shows, when you play a shit ton of shows and you have shows all the time, you don't you might not practice that weekend because you don't especially with yeah. wrestling where it's like your body but we like to go down to the uh out the south hills where i trained and uh we try and go down there at least once a week and uh chain around and just like mess around and run the ropes and that's cool just hang out and talk you know i think like you i think having like all this experience as like a front man in a band right. helped probably like oh, your totally. confidence thing you definitely like whenever you come out of, yeah like, very like yeah, like, I could tell that, like, that part you probably really didn't have to work yeah. on at all. Yeah. And I think you, that that's probably a big hurdle for a lot of people that get into being doing wrestling. Yeah, it's being in comfortable in front of people. Right. It's not, so, it's, like, probably more with you. It's more of the physical stuff that you're trying to tackle. And that was a huge... Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, dude, you know, getting a fucking awesome body is not easy for anyone. Yeah. Let alone, like, someone as, as like... Uh, I'll, I'll just say relaxed as me, you know, like, and like, the thing is like, you know, I, I, I was going, uh, and I, I saw like, I don't go. I was, I was, I was actually at the gym last night. Yeah, first gonna, time in a while. I was going to ask you if you were like working out or doing the gym or yeah, just kinda... I was doing everything, man. We were training twice a weekend. I'd get up early. Like I remember the first training, like the first two weeks of training, it was hot. It was, uh, like getting, getting right out of the spring into, into summer and, I would just be tired because I'm not a morning person as it is and driving out to South Hills like I used to like never really fuck around out there so like, <laughs> I was like and I remember trying to get to my tryout they sent me the wrong address and I was all stressed and my buddy Ty was like freaking out and like we couldn't find the place and is uh I was puking and oh man yeah like blown up and and uh, but like I always was like I can do this I just need to like adapt and like it was a challenge. Like I'd grown so uh, comfortable doing the band and the band thing and being on stage and playing shows that like, I was kind of looking for something new to challenge myself. Yeah. Something new to learn, you know? So while you might have, while there's similarities between wrestling and being in a ring and being on stage, you know, it's, it's completely different in the sense that even just for the sense that it's something completely new that I don't have all the experience you know that i do with music yeah. behind me but you you definitely i found even maybe even just kind of like subconsciously little things do i i have found have helped me in wrestling that i that i have from doing music and being on stage like 
and especially with wrestling where it's more of a show you know oh it's yeah, a show yeah, yeah. To the max yeah so you really want to you know every little aspect should be magnified has everybody um been pretty cool in, in terms the... of the biz yeah like oh uh, uh for sure and i think i think the independence and just wrestling you know little little west virginia show you know it get everything that you can everything that you have in your head right now when i say independent west virginia wrestling show it's all there <laughs> but there's you know it's all there but there's and those people yeah. are, those people are there but there's also so many cool people in the business and it's very humbling especially coming from a, wor- a world where your ego you know my ego is kind of just like safely sitting on like a little like you know pillow for a while and and music and stuff and and just being known as you know Wyatt from Bly whatever yeah and like you kind of just are like okay like I know like you know every I know everyone and everyone knows what and I'm now about. you're in this wrestling community right. and nobody knows who the fuck you are yeah and no one cares I yeah. mean they're 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 down but it's it, and like that was refreshing too it was like I wanted something that was separate from like my bandmates and my friends something that like I would go and do alone and I needed to find that within myself for myself just like on my own once i started i knew that i was finishing and i knew that i was going to uh see it through and and give it a real effort that's awesome that you're doing it i think yeah it's kind of crazy it really is again like what was uh some of like your friends reactions or people like what was your dad's reaction well, I think my dad was stoked because he saw it like, oh, you're like, you go to school for it. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, and like, he always was down with wrestling and not like, he's the kind of guy that's just like, he, he likes that. I like stuff. He okay. doesn't like it, but he likes that. I like it. So, and he like, he like is just super supportive in that sense with like, he knows if something's important to me, he'll respect that even if he might not understand but a lot of my friends were just super supportive because i mean in terms of my actual friends and like my really tight group of people they all knew that like i was kind of thinking about it and wanting to do it so it wasn't that people that right but to people who only know me as like wire from belay they're like wait what I didn't even know he, he watched wrestling or liked wrestling. Like, I'm thinking it could be pretty interesting if, like, another year down the road, you're still doing this wrestling stuff pretty heavy and more yeah. people start to know you. Yeah. And then, like, say, like, Belai picks back up again. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like all these people that know you in wrestling are like, oh, you have a band? Right. And then it's like now these worlds are crossing. Right. And where you'll me, have, like, uh, you know, people that are Belai fans like coming Jericho. to watch you wrestling. Yeah. And then people that are wrestling fans coming to shows. Yeah. Even Bill, Bill Molner, he's doing yeah. BOW now. And it was like, yo, like, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. Like there's all these people like, it's like, it's awesome. Like you got to come out and see it yeah. because I was wrestling. So, you know, that, I think that that's, that's super cool that you were like, Oh, like I want to check this out and see if, you know, I've heard some things. I've seen some things like, let's see. Like, yeah, I was just, about. I was, I mean, I wouldn't have went, any other any other way yeah like, like, and i was, I was stoked <laughs> to see you at the end i genuinely was because i was like we've always been cool and stuff and i see that you're still nothing's really ever changed for you no <laughs> and you are someone who genuinely likes being creative likes isn't afraid or like and like that's the thing like we just kept running into each other at all these niche things like whether it's the comic-con or a show like an obscure show yeah we'd always run into each other yeah it's it's funny it's just like you know control Alt delete was the first band i was ever in yeah and how many how you many and records like, and releases have you done since then i mean i've done a lot of shit i mean yeah. it's like and you've done a lot of shit but it's like it's like some of literally at the first shows i ever played were like with you yeah 
And uh, it's cool being able to come back all these years. And it's like we're both still doing stuff where so many of those other people that were around in that time frame Mm -hmm. just aren't. And they just, for whatever reasons, you know? And it's like, I, I just, I feel a certain, like, loyalty to it. I think that we've both, like you said, like, have just dabbled in so much stuff. And it's all been stuff that, like, we genuinely are interested in. Yeah. And that we kind of can't deny. Or yeah. wouldn't want to deny ourselves from. Yeah, you know? I'll tell you what. I think that, you know, I hope that in another 10 years, we could sit down <laughs> yeah. and talk to each other again yeah. for another couple hours about it. It would be uh, it'd be really cool if we could just go in a time machine now and go back to the Boyd Community Center to that show what a great show just like bill and ted our asses like oh dude this is what it's gonna be like in 10 years you're gonna be wrestling yeah it's crazy you know you're gonna be doing whatever the fuck you do brian i've been really really uh stoked on on like how this year has been going so far and and i think that a podcast coming and doing something like this and us being able to hang out again is just an example of you know what kind of stuff I'm trying to do more of is stuff like this, you know, and mainly because, yeah, we're doing a podcast, but we're also having a conversation. We're catching up with each other. You're genuinely interested in, in having me in and, and picking my brain. And to me, you know, that's, that's insane. I'm really glad that you were able to come over and do this. And yeah, dude, it was awesome. I think that, uh, it's going to be, a pretty productive next few years for me. Cool. I, it's kind of my goal. We'll have to catch up again after all that, then. Yes, for sure, man. <laughs> Anytime. And, and sorry about the rambling. No, dude, it's all good. It's all good. We'll hope you in. trim it down. Yeah, I Get will. Get the scissors out. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming over. Dude, anytime. Thank you. Goodbye. I don't even know why I said goodbye. I don't do it like that. <laughs> well, that way you know it's over. Oh, holy shit. And that's all, folks. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation. And if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Wyatt is a good dude. Solid dude. I like the dude. He is rad as fuck. Uh, You know, I wish him nothing but the best in wrestling and whatever happens with his future musical endeavors. And yeah, just know there's... I Dude rules. He's... (laughs) I like talking to him, you know, as I like talking to everybody that I talk to. I talk to some cool people, and if, you know, you haven't listened to any of the episodes before this, check them out. There's some good ones, and, you know, of course, there will be some good ones to come up, because I have lots of cool people to talk to still. And, yeah, so next week, there will be another episode, and be sure to turn in for that. Be sure what? Be sure to turn in for that episode. Yes. All right. This is why you have no friends, Brian. Yeah. Anyways, I am Sykes. Start the beat podcast, 2014. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. <laughs>